One of the most common challenges I get asked to troubleshoot with clients is disappointing sales, either of their core service or offer or a digital product. And what I typically find is that they're not creating enough thought leadership content, which means they don't have the authority or the credibility they need to develop trust with prospective clients, so they don't buy. I'm Janet Murray. I'm a business strategist and copywriter who helps consultants, coaches, freelancers and small business owners generate consistent income and recurring revenue. I'm also the creator of the Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner, which contains tried and tested strategy and resources to grow your business. I'm big on strategy, which for me is about simplicity and finding the easiest route to achieving your goals. But I will share the questions you need to be asking to build the kind of business you want to run and one that you can scale or even sell in the future. In this episode, I'll look at the role thought leadership content plays in growing a successful business. So I've worked with a number of clients over the years who've created an online course on a specific topic they have tons of expertise in. So for example, podcasting, presenting, and ironically, even sales. Their experience and expertise was top notch, but people just weren't buying their course and they couldn't understand why. What's more, they were buying similar courses from people with half their experience, simply because they knew and trusted them. For example, I'm not a podcasting expert, but I do have a podcast and have had for many years. I also have authority with an audience of people who may be interested in starting a podcast. So a few years back, I launched and successfully sold a podcasting course, even though that's not my core area of expertise. And as I said to a client recently, it may not be fair, but having authority and being known and trusted in a particular space can often trump expertise. So the reasons my course clients were struggling with their digital product sales was because they had expertise, but what they didn't have was authority. And it's the authority part that will make people hand over their cash for digital products and even your one-to-one services. But having expertise in a specific area doesn't automatically give you authority. Authority has to be earned. But how do you earn authority? Well, typically you need a body of work that demonstrates your expertise. So that might be blogs, newsletters, podcasts, publishing reports or white papers, having a book, doing a TED talk. In other words, thought leadership content. Thought leadership content is content you create specifically with the aim of building authority, credibility and trust in your knowledge and expertise. So here's some examples of thought leadership content. Articles and blog posts, white papers and research reports, case studies and success stories, podcasts or video series, digital education, for example, webinars, online classes or courses, books or ebooks, infographics, interviews or Q&A sessions and I'd also include in that press coverage or media and then social media content and there's probably other types but they're broadly speaking the eight main types. But what does thought leadership content look like and how is it different from educational or how-to content? Well for me there are some key qualities that mark content out as thought leadership content rather than educational or how-to content. And it's perhaps easiest to illustrate by sharing examples with you. So I'm going to share three examples of business owners that I know, either personally or I'm familiar with their content, and what they do that makes them a thought leader rather than someone who creates content to promote their business. So first off, there's John Esperian. He's a LinkedIn consultant. 
And of course, you'll find him on LinkedIn. Now, there's a lot of people out there sharing tips on LinkedIn of varying quality. But what makes John stand out is that his insights are based on rigorous research, testing and data. So, for example, he doesn't just tell you which types of posts on LinkedIn get more engagement. He actually carries out content experiments where he tests different types of content and publishes the results for his audience. So, for example, one that comes to mind is a study that he did about the impact of text-only posts on LinkedIn versus those that had images with them. Now, this might well have changed. This was a few years ago. But it was fascinating to see that text-based posts outperformed posts with images, which would actually be the opposite of what you might expect. Next up, there's Jessica Lorimer. She's an expert in corporate sales, also a friend of mine. Now, Jess doesn't do the pink and fluffy sales coach stuff. So she doesn't share tips on how to do discovery calls or overcoming imposter syndrome. But she is big on strategy, along with sharing financial, business and political trends that may impact her ideal clients. And pretty much everything she publishes is backed by stats or data. So that might be quoting industry reports or articles or research from journals like the Harvard Business Review or other authoritative sources. But recently, she also published a report about how her podcast made a million pounds, despite not being a top-ranking podcast. It was packed with juicy stats about her download numbers and her conversions, which I felt both demonstrated her authority, but was also a super useful tool for her audience. Finally, there's Cody Sanchez. So she's a private equity investor, and she particularly specialises in helping people to do deals that enable them to buy small, in her words, boring businesses. So I know it can be annoying to get interrupted when you're listening to a podcast, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss out when a new episode lands, and I do plan to drop some bonus episodes ahead of the new season, please hit the follow button on your favourite podcast app. You can do it while you're listening now. Not only will this make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes, but it will also help get this podcast in front of more listeners. Thank you so much. And now back to the episode. Now, Cody's content is practical and it's strategic and you've guessed it, it's also backed by data. So for example, in a recent LinkedIn post, she broke down the best small businesses to invest in, including laundrettes, old folks' homes and self-storage based on their likelihood of staying in business. If you're interested, laundrettes were the highest at 94%. So here's what these business owners and thought leaders all have in common that I think marks them out as thought leaders rather than people with businesses who just show up and publish some content. So they all have a clear niche, which is communicated consistently across their content and messaging across all platforms that they're active on. They share insights and trends rather than how-to tips. There is a difference, and I'll get more into that in just a sec. Their insights are almost always underpinned by authoritative research, data, stats, either research they've carried out themselves or authoritative sources. And I love the fact that some of them are creating their own independent original research. Their content is well-written, engaging, and this is crucial for me, fluff-free. They get to the point. They're not afraid to share their opinions, even if their opinions go against the grain. In fact, Cody's newsletter is actually called contrarian. Now, just to be clear, being a thought leader isn't about being opinionated or shooting your mouth off on social media. And that's a a common misconception about thought leadership content. Because while sharing 
your opinions can be thought leadership, there are many, many other ways to demonstrate your authority and your credibility. The bit that's important is you demonstrating independence of thought, along with a willingness to invest the time in creating thoughtful, research-backed insights, which is actually the exact opposite of being opinionated or shooting your mouth off on socials. Now, this bit's really, really important. Something I often say to clients is, if I could write your thought leadership content without any input from you, so for example, by a bit of Googling, a bit of help from chat GPT or some other AI tool, that's not thought leadership content. First off, because it almost certainly lacks depth or analysis, but because what people are really interested in is your unique take. They're interested in your insight, your analysis. What I love about Cody's content, for example, is that there doesn't seem to be anyone else out there talking about the same topics in the way that she talks about them. And that's what people want. And they want to see you applying your experience and expertise to a specific context. However, creating this type of content doesn't mean it's actually thought leadership content. There also needs to be strategy behind it. And you need to be creating thought leadership content that links to your commercial goals. Otherwise, you're still wasting your time and your resources, regardless of how good your content is. And if this concept of thought leadership content is new to you, then I have put together a special bonus training. And it's going to be available with pre-orders of my 2024 Business Strategy Planner. In that training, I go through those different types of thought leadership training, explain what they are, give you guidance on how to create them, but also how to decide on the best thought leadership content styles or approaches for you. And I will link to my business strategy planner in the show notes that go along with this episode. So what does all of this mean for you? Well, if you're not generating enough leads and sales from your content, it may be because you're not publishing enough thought leadership content or any at all. Or if you are, there's not enough strategy behind it. So you're not giving people the chance to get to know, like and trust you. And when people don't know, like and trust you, they're far less likely to buy. And just to be clear, this doesn't mean you can only attract your ideal clients if you're willing to invest hours of time writing blogs, newsletters, recording podcasts, publishing reports or white papers or creating other types of thought leadership content. If you don't enjoy creating content or you want to accelerate the authority building process, there are alternatives. So one might be focusing solely on high touch outreach messages to your ideal clients, including possibly a cold outreach campaign. Another one might be investing in paid partnerships that get you in front of your ideal clients via other people's audiences. And paid partnerships is something that I do cover in the sort leadership training that goes along with my business strategy planner. And it's going to be a bonus this year with pre-orders. Whatever you decide, you do need to think about your lead generation and sales strategy and what's going to be the quickest route to get you where you need to be. In the next episode, we're going to look at how much your business is worth and how to build a sellable business. If you're finding the content in the Courageous CEO podcast useful, then make sure you join the waitlist for my 2024 Business Strategy Planner so you can grab the pre-order discount and bonuses, which are only available for a limited time. These tried and tested resources have helped my clients save time and make more money in their business. Like professional organiser Victoria Bantz, she generated £2,800 worth of new business using just one of the templates that you get with the planning system. 
Rowena Wilding, a marketing consultant who used the planning system and the resources to reduce her working week to three days without reducing her business income. And Zoe Willingham, a dog behaviourist who increased her business income, which was already at six figures, by 20% using the strategy and templates in my business strategy planning system. The Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner includes a gorgeous A4 desk planner and there's a digital version too, a 60-minute audio training and a template and checklist to help you implement the systems and processes you need to grow your business. Order during the last week of August 2023 and you'll also get my thought leadership strategy training and a copy of my new book. That's over £150 in free bonuses alone. I will add a link to get your business strategy planner in the show notes of this podcast but please make sure you don't leave it too late because those discounts and bonuses are only available during pre-order week, which ends on September 4th.